and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. This episode was inspired by an episode of The Productive Woman, which is a show that is run by attorney Laura McClellan that I have really enjoyed as of late. And I am actually working to get Laura on Best Laid Plans, so hopefully that will be coming your way soon. But she did an episode recently that I think was inspired by others in the content production world, whatever this is. I guess some people on YouTube were doing episodes with the theme of top 10 rules for life. So she decided to do her own top 10 rules for productivity. I believe she called it top 10 rules for peaceful productivity. And I just thought that was such a fun topic. And of course, it got my mind spinning about what my top 10 rules would be for life. So this is a little bit of a planner adjacent episode. I'm not going to do any formal planner reviews in this one, in part because I have so many really fun planner products on order, but none of them have arrived at my doorstep yet. So actually, I'm kind of waiting on some reviews. So in the meantime, I thought this would be a really, really fun one to do. Of course, my rules are not the end all be all. Everyone's going to have their own rules, but I think sometimes it's fun for us to learn from each other and share what they would pick for their top 10 of this incredibly deep and lofty topic. All right. Some of mine are planning related. Some of them are not. But the first one kind of is. And rule number one is control your inputs. Now, this rule has a number of meanings. Part of that has to do with setting boundaries and deciding what you are going to let into your life, such as decide how much news you want to watch, decide how much social media you want to consume, and also decide who gets to notify you and when, which a lot of times these days really, really means managing your phone and its settings and how you allow that to grab your attention at any one time. You guys know I've done a deep dive into my tumultuous past relationship with social media, and I still remain largely off of any kind of social media platform, and I am so much happier for it. So that is the one way in which I have controlled my inputs, and I have zero regrets about that. I've also talked about making sure you don't leave your email on in the background because that's a source of unwanted kind of randomly generated input that can just keep us completely scattered throughout the day if we let it. So control your inputs. It has a number of ways to be interpreted, but I think it's so important to be able to just not feel fractured as we go about our days. My second rule for life is that foundation habits are important. Now, I just was thinking about this and I was like, do I put a rule about sleep or exercise or healthy eating or going outside? But that would take up a lot of the 10 rules and then I wouldn't have room for other rules that I'm going to get to in a little bit. And so I'm kind of summing all of this up. I believe Gretchen Rubin was the one who referred to foundation habits or maybe she calls them core habits or something like this now. And foundation habits are habits in which If you don't do them, it makes everything else in life a bit more difficult. And if you do do them, it makes everything else in life feel more fun and lighter and easier. And those things include getting enough sleep, getting in some movement, you know, thinking about your nutrition and making sure you eat in a way that supports your body's optimal functioning, things like that. So foundation habits are important. My own foundation habits really are around exercise, sleep, eating, meditation, which I do every day, and then some kind of like daily art consumption like music or reading or something like that. Those are all foundational to me. 
everybody might have their own set of foundation habits, but doing an exploration of what those are for you can be really powerful. And they are going to kind of have ripples that echo across other parts of our lives. And so I feel like this deserves a place in the top 10. Number three, and I'll give Ashley Brown credit for this. She is the leader of routine and things. Pay attention to routines because our lives are ultimately made up of routines. And so, you know, really knowing what those are and thinking through them and making sure that they serve us rather than the other way around is a really nice way to add to life. And this can be things as simple as morning routines or bedtime routines or what you might do during your lunch break. Or I also include planning routines in this item. So that might be routines to do your weekly review or how you clear out your email each week how you travel plan each summer, things like that. Planning routines are very important to me as part of my kind of routines that I do. And you guys know I have very specific seasonal and kind of horizon rhythms to how I go about my planning routines. And I'm not going to go into detail in that in this episode because it would get to be incredibly long. But I just think routines are important. So I'm going to sum this item up as pay attention to your routines. Item number four, always write it down. Okay. Caveat. If you want to type it, that is fine too, or capture it in your note system or, you know, whatever your chosen way of capturing things and cataloging them appropriately is fine. But, you know, sometimes we just get that temptation like, oh, I don't really need to write this. Oh, I'll remember it. Oh, I don't really need to, you know, fill out my daily planner page today. Oh, I can skip my five-year journal. You know what? I've never regretted writing anything down ever because you can always throw it out. And often writing helps me process things. I still feel like in medical school, I was able to do better on tests if I had done handwritten notes and often notes on those notes, which we called meta notes. So I am just such a believer in writing, which should not be a surprise to any of you since this podcast is about planners, which often means writing a lot of things down. But that would be my rule number four for life. Always write it down. When in doubt, write it down. All right. Rule number five, people are worth it. So, you know, we can get a little bit robotic sometimes when we're very focused on checking things off and our habits. And I know I'm like contradicting myself. I said to write everything down. Isn't that, you know, the main thing in life? But no, like the main thing in life has to do with connections and love. And that has to do with other people. So I sometimes have to fight the impulse to let my schedule maybe prevent me from doing something for someone else when they ask for it. And then usually my good sense wins out and I'm like, you know what? You're right. People are worth it. I can help this person. I will adjust things. And I'm always glad that I did that. That in addition to when somebody asks you to do something out of the blue and it maybe isn't in the plan or it isn't like the most convenient, then usually the answer should be, you know, unless there's really a reason that it's no, or you're super tired, you just need some peace. A lot of times the answer should be yes, because I almost never regret doing something social, hanging out with a friend, having my kids do a play date with another family. All of these things are almost always in the end worth doing or doing a Zoom with my college friends. I've had trouble fitting that in recently and I really, really miss it. And I'm just going to remind myself the next time we have it and I'm tired that people are worth it and I'm going to feel better after having done it. So that would be my rule for life number five. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and we will be right back with my other five rules for life. 
You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life, the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, I am back giving you my top 10 rules for life in a planner adjacent fashion. And as I mentioned previously, please take these with a grain of salt. Obviously, I am 42 and still learning every single day. So maybe my rules for life will be different in a few years and a few years after that and a few years after that. Actually, I'd be kind of interested to know if people's rules for life tend to have different themes or change as they get older. I know that when I've read some research about like what people wish for on their deathbed, almost nobody wishes they worked more and almost everybody wishes they had spent more time with their loved ones. So that would be a nice support for my rule number five, which is that people are worth it. Rule number six is sort of similar along that vein, and that is you only live once, or you could say life is finite and everything is a choice. 
So um, Laura Vanderkam wrote a fable called Juliet's School of Possibilities a few years ago. And there's a wonderful quote from that book that said something like, you are always choosing. Choose well. Everything is a choice. Because it's true. Everything we choose to do means we're not doing something else at that moment. Everything we commit to means we're not committing to something else. Every career decision means we're not following some other path. And I think sometimes we just go on autopilot and forget that. And I guess YOLO and everything is a choice. That doesn't necessarily seem like it would be in the same rule. But for me, it is because I guess I just feel like the fact that life is short and finite should be considered, especially when you're making big life decisions. But even in thinking about things like the routines I mentioned above, you never know when A time might be your last time getting to do something or like, you know, when your kid stops wanting to kiss you when they are at school, which just happened to me with one of my kids. And that's different. Maybe it'll change when they get older. (laughs) Some of these curves are more U-shaped rather than just a one-way street. But anyway, everything is a choice. Life is short. Do things that you're excited about because you might not get to do them later. I mean, don't go into like a jillion dollars of debt doing things you can't truly afford to do, but don't be always waiting till later. That is something I have been in that trap before. I've been talking about like wanting to write a book and and do a course for so long. And I'm finally actually making that happen because I've realized that I just have to do it if I'm going to do it. And it's not going to be perfect, but I only get to live once. And so I might as well just give it a try. So that's my example for that rule of life. All right. Rule number seven, choose kindness and forgiveness and give people the benefit of the doubt. You never know what someone is going through. Maybe someone is really salty on a given day, but it's because their loved one is dying. Or maybe someone showed up late to an appointment, but it's because they had to take three buses to get to that appointment. My job as a physician definitely gives me perspective with this, and I always try in life and at work to choose kindness and forgiveness and just give people the benefit of the doubt because most people are good people, and inside we're really, really more alike than we are different, and so I think that's just a really, really important one, and I really don't believe in holding grudges. I've had relationships that have been tumultuous, but if at the end of the day there can be forgiveness, then I am so happy to move on. I would always have fights with my sister growing up, and Then I would leave her a note under the door that was like, I love you. Will you play with me? And you know what? Like all those little episodes of getting in fights and then forgiving each other probably made our relationship stronger in the end. And yeah, I'm really pro forgiveness in life because again, life is short. You only live once. See, these all relate to each other. All right. Number eight is be grateful and remember your privilege. Now, of course, Privilege varies and there are different levels of privilege, but probably if you have a phone or a device and are listening to this right now and have the time to enjoy a podcast, you like me are enjoying some of life's privileges and have many things to be grateful for. And gratitude serves us all. I know that when I take time to remember my place in life and like how lucky I am in certain ways, it just allows the bigger picture to be seen and kind of enriches both my desire to help others, but also my own life experience. So I guess that's a selfish reason to be grateful a little bit, but it's just important. So that would be my rule number eight. Be grateful, practice intentional gratitude, and remember your privilege. Number nine, intentionally and strategically set goals. See, I could not get through these entire 10 rules for life without getting into some planning specific content, because I think that setting goals is a really 
fun part of life. It has to do with kind of deciding what your purpose is and then deciding how you are going to meet those purposes. And I believe that strategically and intentionally setting goals definitely enhances my life experience. However, I do feel that there is a role for fluidity and also self-compassion in your goal setting. You may set a goal at the beginning of this year. I set some goals in the beginning of 2022 that I don't even want to do anymore. And that's okay. I think the beauty is in the setting and the thinking about it and always deciding like what you want on your plate at any given moment in an intentional way and not necessarily checking off every box just because at some point you decided that it was something you wanted to do. The fluidity is really important. The flexibility is important, but I don't think that just because you might change your mind is necessarily a reason not to set goals at all. And I encourage those who say they are afraid to set goals because then they are scared they won't meet them to work on the compassion angle because if you can release that fear, then you can kind of enjoy some of the benefits of goals without the stress associated. And then finally, my rule 10 rule for life is embrace what makes you happy. Maybe that is planners. Maybe that is awesome pens. Maybe that is taking a walk in the crunchy leaves in the fall. Actually, I would love to embrace that, but we don't have any crunchy leaves here, so I am jealous if that is you. But instead, I can enjoy all kinds of happy pumpkin-flavored things since it is still fall at Trader Joe's here. So, oh my gosh, that was such a tangent, but nobody should be ashamed of you know enjoying what makes them happy, whether that is a certain sport that's unusual or a hobby that might be considered nerdy or putting a bunch of stickers in your planner. You do you. Again, this ties in with being kind, forgiveness, and only living once. Because if you have fun with something, don't hold back just because it isn't cool or isn't what other people are doing. So there you go. Those are my 10 rules. It was really, really fun to write this list. I hope that I live by this list at least most of the time. Maybe I will post it up somewhere for myself. (laughs) Um, And if you have created 10 rules for your life or you've seen a list elsewhere that's been really powerful, I would love you to share it with me. I promise there will be some planner reviews coming. Again, I have some wonderful products on their way to me that I've ordered myself. And then I got some great requests, like people really, really want me to look at the Laurel Denise planner. So I'm going to order one just for research purposes. And there are others in the pipeline as well, as well as some fantastic guests coming up. But in the meantime, you can think about these rules and let me know what you think of them. And oh, by the way, I wanted to give a huge thanks or shout out to any of you who found this via the New York Times. Best Laid Plans was mentioned in a roundup of podcasts that help with productivity and organization. And it was such a surprise to see my podcast on there. I like nearly lost it. And the only reason I even found out about it is because some kind blog readers sent me the link. So, oh my gosh, if you're here because you found this podcast through the New York Times, welcome I hope you enjoy listening to the back catalog and what's to come. And please keep your questions coming around planning, planning adjacent topics, as well as planner piece submissions. I love sharing how other people plan and are enjoying planning. So I will be back with more of those next week. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy your Monday and have a fantastic week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.